0: All right, back again for a Cash Medi podcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the San Diego Padres and what an absolute disaster of a season it's been. Um, I was going to wait till the end of the year, but, you know, to do a podcast and start talking about what changes to make and what direction I would go. But the season's fucking over. I mean, I'm surprised so many people are still watching. Um, I'm usually Mr. Optimistic and always kind of like believe like my team's like eventually you're going to come out of it or you know the cup's half full I'm always like that I haven't been watching lately like I mean I'll flip it on here and there but the Padres were must watch for all of last year and about 75 90 percent of this year and just about two months ago this team I don't know what happened I don't know if they – to me, they just have no respect for Tingler. Like, they just have no respect for him. Um, And I'll get into it, like, with Tingler, Preller, everything. But it just – the whole vibe has just changed in the last, like, two months. You had the most exciting player – I mean, you still do, in Tatis. But he was always flying around. He was smiling. He was having a great time. Everybody was having a good time. The team had a spark. The team, the most energetic team, most energetic player in Tatis. And these last two months, it's like they quit. And I, I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but you can't tell me that they haven't quit. At least some of the players have quit. I don't think Tatis, Machado necessarily have quit, but they don't have the energy that, you know, that they normally have. And I don't necessarily blame them. But you watch a player like Grisham and he is just going through the motions every single time I watch him and he's just going through the motion. He just looks so like I'd rather not be here. And that's the whole thing. The Colorado, I think it was Colorado, they played Colorado, Florida, and Arizona. And you're thinking like, like they were kind of struggling. They were hovering around 500 for like, I don't know, like a month, month and a half you know they had a pretty they had a pretty good all the way up to what like middle of june and then all of a sudden they started kind of struggling and you're like dude when are they going to get on this, like this run and, and and like the beginning of the year when they played 33 of 34 i was like dude once they get you know some pitchers back some health um they'll be fine they'll go on a run and they'll win you know 90 plus games like i figure they probably win like 92 to 95 wins the dodgers were gonna you know win 105 whatever and i got to i don't know about july i was like all right the giants are probably gonna win this division um or at least both of them are gonna make the playoffs like i figured the giants weren't really like i felt like they were for real by i don't know the all-star break or something and you're like okay but we're gonna make the wild card and we're probably gonna play the giants or the dodgers and it's kind of gonna suck because it's going to come down to one game and then the the trading deadline comes and they start losing more and more and I was kind of like I wouldn't make a big trade I know everyone was like oh you got to get a big starter they don't have enough starters to make it through the season I didn't want to make I didn't want to make a big trade because I figured why make a big trade when you're at this time I thought that they were going to be a wild card team and you're going to put all your eggs in one basket that comes down to one game. Like I'm not giving up Robert Hassel or or anything significant to do that. And and because the the Padres farm system now, I think they got some elite players in Hassel and Abrams. I don't know exactly what we got in Gore, and I don't know how good Camposuano is. But I am very high on Robert Hassel and Abrams. So I was like, you better not trade either one of those. I don't I don't think Abrams was ever going to get traded but there were some rumors like oh we're going to trade Hassel and only shut off 15 million of Hosmer's contract and we're going to get Joey Gallo and I'm just like that's just like you're going to get Gallo for a year and a half and and look Gallo wouldn't even have helped this team that much either you know I just I'm not the biggest Joey Gallo guy to begin with You know, Yeah, he draws walks and he hits home runs, but he hits like 200 or under 200. And people are like, well, batting average doesn't matter. Yes, it fucking does. Just drawing walks doesn't really drive in runs. It doesn't move guys over unless the guy's at first base and you walk. It never moves guys over, but everyone thinks like a walk is as good as a single. Bullshit's as good as a single. I mean, the Padres have had a couple of times in this... (laughs) dreadful two months, how many times have they had, like, three walks in the inning, and they didn't score, you got three singles in an inning, guess what, you fucking score, (laughs) so don't tell me it's as good as a single, but everyone was like, oh, you know, oh, don't get, uh, you got to at least get a pitcher, so, uh, bury us, like, you know, like, Toronto, I don't know, they gave up two guys, Two top 50 prospects. They obviously don't think they're two top 50 prospects. There's no way you're giving up two top 50 prospects for a pitcher that's only going to be there for a year and a half. So they probably weren't as high as, you know, as the ranking said. But still, like I'm not giving up Camposuano and, you know, Gore for Jose Barrios for a year and a half. If you had Barrios still on this team right now, they're still not going to make the playoffs. This team's not going to finish over five hundred, in my opinion. I don't think so, because I don't see any spark right now. I see a team that is just wants the season to end. And going back to what I was saying, when I figured that the, we we're in huge trouble, it wasn't after the trading deadline. After the trading deadline, you got a bunch of pitching injuries that that kind of fucked them. Paddock got hurt. Darvish got hurt. And you had Weathers pitching all these games that, I mean, the poor guy. Weathers in 2019 is in low A. He pitches all all season in low A, and he doesn't even pitch that many. I believe he pitched, I don't know, a little more than half of the season because he got the arm fatigue. And he came back, and I was like, dude, this guy's pretty good. Like, he had good command. He had He threw four pitches in the minor leagues. For some reason, he comes up here and he only throws basically a slider and fastball. I don't understand. He threw like a curve and a changeup when I watched him in the minors. Then last year, you get the pandemic and he's in uh, the alternate site. And at the alternate site, you know, most of the season. So he's not going through the minor league system again. Yeah, another year. And then he comes up at the end of the year, like, And he pitches in the playoffs. He pitches like an inning or two. I forget. I was very impressed with him. And then everyone's like, oh, he's on the roster. No big deal. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, what was he on the roster for? He needs to get some seasoning down in the minor leagues. So you're going to, he's going to be down in the minor leagues last year. But you were forced to throw him this year because Paddock got hurt. Darvish got hurt at the same time. And you had no other pitchers. And... You know, Lament's got a spaghetti arm right now, you know, noodle arm. And then um Clevenger's, you know, out for the year. Uh, Moron's out for the year. And it just trickled down and everyone's like, oh, you should have got a pitcher. They should have gotten a fringe pitcher that wouldn't have cost much that could eat up some innings. And that I agree with. But I wasn't, I wouldn't have gotten, you know, and now looking back, I think some people are like, oh, thank God we didn't get anything. Because even if you had one more pitcher... The way Darvish is pitching, you weren't making the playoffs anyways. Um, and the way they're hitting, they're, there's just no way. So something is wrong, though, in the organization with the whole structure. Like like they have a lot of talent, but they have no structure. They have like no leadership up top. And this goes back to the hiring of Tingler. It's like, well, what do we do with Tingler? What do we do with Preller? Some guy, some guy tried to like take a shot at me today on Twitter, like because I basically went on a rant last night and basically said the team has no respect for Tingler and and he, I basically said he needs to go and I'm not even really blaming Tingler. This is on AJ Proler because if you go back to 2019, you have. The best young player in baseball or the biggest prospect, okay, number one prospect, he has a good rookie season. You're thinking like, we got the guy in Tatis. You already have Machado. So you have two building blocks in Tatis and Machado, and you have all this plethora of young pitchers, okay? You didn't have any real veterans then, but you have Lament, you had you had all these pitchers, you had Quantrell, Patino, you know, Logan Allen, um... Gore, you know, in the minor league system, you got um, Paddock, Morahan, Baez, so you got all these young pitchers, so when they hired Tingler, I wanted to get a veteran, because I figured that they were like a year or two away from being pretty damn good, and I kind of wanted the veteran, but when you hire Tingler, and this is where the guy took the shot on me on Twitter today, Ben and Woods uh, had Keith Law on. I, I remember the interview after they hired him, and Keith Law said that Tingler is really good at developing players, and he thought he was a good hire. Because I remember uh, when they hired him, I was like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know on managers. I never give like I want this manager over that one. I will say I want a veteran manager over an unproven manager if you're if you're trying to win right now, which what I'm about to get to is they were trying to win right now. Because, so you go back, you go back, to, sorry, kind of getting a little off track. But, so you hire Tingler and he's supposed to be like a player development guy and really good at that. That that was fine at that time because you got all these young players, you know, you got Cronenworth, you got Grisham, you got Tatiste, you got, um, you know um, Mejia, you know as a catcher so you got all these young players and you, and Luis Urias or I don't I don't yeah Luis Urias I guess yeah at this time when you hired him so you got all these young players sure and, and all the pitchers I named sure it, it made more sense signing, signing or hiring Tingler at that time so I was kind of okay with it But the fall, like a year, less than a year in, you're trading all those guys and you're getting veteran pitchers. You're getting Musgrove. You're getting Snell. You're getting Darvish. You're getting Clevenger. So you got rid of Quantrill. You got rid of Patino. You got rid of, you went a different direction. My point is, if you knew you were going in that direction, if you knew you were going to trade your minor league system, basically, majority of it, why did you hire a first-time manager? He fucked up. Preller fucked up. There's no fucking reason that you're going to trade all those guys and you knew you were going to do it. You can't just, I'll snap your fingers and, uh, yeah, let's let's make these trades. If you knew you were going to do that, or if that even was in your mind that you were most likely going to do it, then you have to get a veteran manager. You have to go get someone that's been through it, someone that's taken you know, a team to the playoffs, at least taking them a team to the playoffs, and you had a destination situation. It's San Diego. Uh The Giants didn't look like they were going to be shit. The Diamondbacks don't look like they're going to be shit. Uh, Rockies, like no one knew that the Giants would just, you know, I, I, I figured the Giants were going to suck for the next couple of years. They have terrible contracts, old. I don't know how they're winning. I mean, that's a different subject for Yes, the Dodgers were going to be, you know, where a manager might be like, hey, it's going to be tough to beat the Dodgers. I don't know if I want to go there. But shit, you got the weather. The wife's going to be like, sure, I want to go there. You have a destination. And if you knew you were going to spend this much money too, and ownership has to be telling the general manager what they're willing to spend. I mean, yeah, Fowler was there and Seiler is definitely going to spend more than Fowler, but They were obviously going to have a payroll that was going to keep increasing and keep increasing. What did you get a first-time manager for? You took a fucking huge gamble, Preller. Preller took a huge fucking gamble and he crapped out. He fucking crapped out because the minute that it gets off track, if you don't have a manager who can get it back on track, who's been through it, who's a veteran, who demands respect, then this is what's going to happen. I mean, that fucking team looks so lost right now and looks so just like, I want the game to end. I mean, you go back to the Colorado, Arizona, and Florida series, and I'd be at work, and they'd be playing, you know, like, I don't know, like five, six o'clock games, or like against Florida, like four o'clock. I put on the phone, you know, and I'm walking around at work, and... Literally, every fucking game, every game, the pitcher would throw less than 15 pitches. Really, he would throw 13 or less pitches in the first inning, and every game, it would go one, two, three, less than 13 pitches. Like, honestly, how many games did the guy throw? Nine pitches, 11 pitches, 10, you know? And you're just like, what the fuck just happened? What is going on? It, like, one game here and there, you're like, okay, they, the scouting... Report was jump on this guy early, swing at the first pitch or something. But every fucking pitcher in every series of those games, it was like they didn't care anymore. It was like, I don't know what the hell happened. You go back to last year, and I was really impressed with Tingler at the beginning of of last year because I was like, oh, he changed their whole mindset. He changed their whole approach. I mean, they were grinding out at bats last year. Christian would get up there, and he would take like seven, eight pitches to start a game, batting leadoff. Which Grisham should be batting leadoff almost every single time. How Grisham has, they they have fucked Grisham this year. He is giving the worst effort now, but I think it's because they fucked him. Like how that guy hasn't been playing more, I have no idea. And changing the lineup every fucking day. And a guy like Grisham doesn't know if he's A, he doesn't know if he's playing. B, he has no idea where he's going to bat in the lineup. Is it going to be first, seventh, fifth? I mean, you, you change your whole mindset. If you're batting first, your mindset is, I got to work the count. I got to get on base. You're batting fifth. I got to drive in runs. You're batting seventh. You have a different mindset. You have a different mindset if you're coming off the bench. It's too much. And these guys, oh, well, the other teams do it too. There's no fucking way that they do it to players like Grisham that much. No way. No way. I don't watch other team. I don't watch a lot of baseball. I only watch the Padres. That's why I don't, you know, judging on a manager, um, I wasn't pissed off that they got Tingler, but I said they should have gotten a veteran, and the guy tried to bash me, and he's like, oh, you were so happy on this interview. All I said was I got convinced on it because, not convinced, but I was like, oh, this, me, this, um, This seems, you know, logical because you're saying he's a player development guy. I have no idea who Tingler was. No clue. I remember one of my good friends who, you know, we were talking about, I was like, dude, just get a veteran, get a veteran manager, get someone who's proven, you know, the team's pretty close. And they get a first time guy. And I was kind of like, what the fuck? And then, you know, um, Keith Law had that interview with Ben Woods, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it makes more sense." But still, I wanted a real manager, and even if they got a real manager that I knew, I wouldn't have been like, "Oh, this is the greatest, greatest hire ever." Because I, I don't, I don't judge a manager. That's why I never really ripped Tingler until now, and I'm still not even really ripping him. I don't even think this is his fault. He just wasn't qualified. Um. It takes me about two years to watch a guy manage. And Tingler, from the get-go, I didn't like his bullpen usage. He would go to the bullpen way too much. He is so burnt out uh, Tim Hill, you know, Craig Stammen, and Pagan. I think he's burnt them all out. I think that's why they're all getting kind of, well, Stammen, I think, has still been pretty good. But Pagan and, and Tim Hill have gotten destroyed in the second half. I think it, a lot has to do with how much usage they've had. He takes these pitchers out way too early. Well, in a 60-game season, I think he benefited from it. I was like, dude, you can take your guys out because you got such a deep bullpen and you're only playing 60 games. You're not going to wear down the bullpen because it's only 60 games. Well, guess what, Tingler? It's 162 games this year. And I think a lot of the second half, you know, meltdown is bullpen usage that he fucked up at the beginning of the season. Cause he took out Snell and Darvish and Musgrove and Paddock way too early in games, and it's just like, dude, you gotta—they gotta go more than four or five innings. You can't have every fucking guy go four or five innings. And Darvish in the first half was probably going six, you know. But Musgrove would be like cruising through five, be at, be, be at like eighty-two pitches, and he'd be like, "Oh, gotta take him out." It's like, why? Like, I don't get it. So that part I didn't like a tingler. Um. I felt like the lineup was a lot more consistent last year than it was um, when I say the lineup. Him using the lineup the way he, like last year, I forget exactly how the lineup went, but it seemed like Grisham was first, Tatis was second, Machado was third, Hosmer was, I believe, four, Myers was five, almost every game. And then, I don't know, they had more, they had a DH, I forget the rest, but it seemed pretty consistent last year. This year, I mean, he's just juggling the lineup every single goddamn day. He fucking batted Adam, Adam Frazier third yesterday. Third. What does the guy have? Like two, two extra base hits in a Padre uniform? He's going to bat him third? What is that what the computer told him? I am so sick of these guys. Well, the computer does the lineup. Then what the fuck is the point of the manager? Does the computer tell him to, to change the pitchers too? I've seen that too. Well, the computer's telling him to change the pitcher. Then what the fuck is the point of the manager? And a lot of people are like, what about the whole Tatis situation? You know, like I personally, it depends on how they did it. If they went up to Tatis and they said, hey, we, we think you should go to the outfield because A, we don't want you diving around and getting hurt and B, We have other infielders that can play shortstop and we don't really have any outfielders that are that good besides Grisham. And Grisham has been actually terrible this year, but I think he'll be better next year with a new manager. But, so we need you to play the outfield. If they did that to Tatis, then I have no problem with it. And I think it's actually smart to do that. If they just said, hey, Tatis, you're going to the outfield and really didn't discuss it with him, and ask him if he wants to do it, then they're the dumbest fucking organization I've ever seen. It almost looks like they just told him like last minute like he looked up the lineup and it said right field. But I mean, it was like but he was doing fly balls and so he was working there. So I guess they they must have told him a couple days before. But it's almost it's a, he almost has the look that they forced it on him. He is He's the franchise player. You don't force that on him. Like, Phil Jackson's not going to be like, hey, we're about to trade for Reggie Miller, and we're just going to put Jordan at the point guard so that Miller, you know, could play the two guard. And instead of all the, you know, the triangle plays for Jordan, we're now those plays are going to be for Reggie Miller. And we already made the trade, so we're going to tell Jordan at practice, hey, by the way, instead of playing, you know, the two guard and getting all the plays, now you're playing uh, point guard. No, you don't fucking do that. If you're even contemplating doing that, you tell Jordan, hey, we're contemplating doing this. Are you okay with it? And if Jordan says, yeah, whatever's best for the team, and I think it'll work, and I'm good. Sure. But if Jordan goes, no, get the fuck out of here, then you don't do it. So if Tatis said, no, get the fuck out of here, then don't do it, then he should be playing shortstop. I personally think he should be playing outfielder. The only reason why I think he should be playing outfielder is because you go into next year. You got Myers under contract and you got Grisham. Who's your other outfielder? They don't really have one. You could use Kim, who another guy that they have fucked, in my opinion. I mean, that guy has no idea what his role is. What's his role? Just to be a goddamn backup? The guy's making $7 million. This year. You signed him four year deal, 28 million. He should have been in the minor leagues. And some people would be like, well, they probably signed him so that he didn't go to the minor leagues and that was part of the deal. Okay, fine. Then he should have been playing a lot more. How many times have we seen where Cronenworth could have been playing first base? Or I've, I've seen this too. I've seen where they've put Kim at second base. They put Cronenworth at shortstop. I'm like, what are you doing? Kim's a better defensive player than Cronenworth at shortstop. Why wouldn't you put Kim there? Kim's probably one of the best defensive players at short there is in the league. Cronenworth's good at short, too. I'm not saying he's not, but he ain't Kim. Um, Like, the guy plays once a week. He bats eighth. Like, he's never... He How is he going to get in a rhythm? You know, how is he supposed to start hitting major league pitching? So this whole developing, they've screwed him. Um, you know, the whole thing, the whole situation reminds me of North Turner and, and, and AJ Smith and Marty Schottenheimer for the Chargers. The Chargers in 2004 to 2009 had a top five roster every single year and they went to one AFC championship game. I feel like the Padres right now have... Either the second most talent that I've ever seen in the organization or the most. In 98, the, the team was fucking, 96, 97, and 98, they had a lot of talent. I think 98, just they, they everyone knew their role. Bochi was such a better manager. Everybody knew their role. Vaughn would, was to hit home runs. Caminiti was driving runs. Finley played defense and, you know, everybody knew their role. They weren't juggling the lineup fucking over and over. They had the same lineup. Uh, they had guys coming in the bullpen, knew, knew what situations they were coming in. It just, the cohesiveness was so much better. This thing is just all talent, and they're just like throwing it out there, and it's just like, oh, figure it out. It, 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 but going back to uh, the Chargers, so 2004, the Chargers go 12 and 4 and got this really young roster. They got Breeze, they got Tomlinson, um, Gates. 2006, and they have Marty, and they're running the football, and they got all this talent. 2006, they had the most NFL talent. It wasn't even close. 2007. Back-to-back seasons, they have the most talent. And in 2006, they go 14-2. And A.J. Smith reminds me of Preller because he brings all this talent but he hires the wrong guy, so he fires Marty after a fourteen and two season, which was so stupid. I mean, I kind of wanted Marty gone because I was like, "Oh, he's not going to take him over the top." But you can't fire Marty if you're going to hire Nor fucking Turner. So it reminds me of AJ Preller because it's like you you're you're great at bringing in talent, but you're terrible at hiring hiring the manager or you know in this for smith it was the head coach you fucking brought in north turner and that was their chance to win a super bowl and i feel like if i'm if i'm sidler i don't know if i give aj smith and or aj aj proler another chance cuz tingler has to go i mean he's gone uh, someone told me today he's got a one year deal left he ain't going to be on one year and everyone knows that he's going to be gone. I mean, this team has quit on him. He has to go. The question is, does Seiler say, I got to get rid of Preller too? Because let's say, let's say he lets Preller hire another manager and let's say the same shit happens next year and they win like 77 games. Like they're going to win this year, 80 games, whatever. And they don't make the playoffs. Let's say they win 85 games next year and they don't make the playoffs. I mean, I guess you could say it's improvement. You can have one more year to see if the manager can get them over the top. But let's say let's let's even say that they decline even more and they will only win seventy five games. And you you got all this talent and you got another manager who kind of sucks and it's seventy five million. And you say, okay, well now we have to fire Preller. So if Preller's gone, now in this situation, the next general manager is going to be like, well, I didn't hire. This manager, I want my own manager. And then he's going to want his own manager, and then you're just making a mess. So it's either – so it's a tough decision for uh, for Seidler, and Seidler can spend. That's where I come with Theo Epstein. So I went on a rant last night on Twitter. I, If I'm Seidler, the first thing I'm doing right now – because I, I need structure on this team. I need someone who's going to lead the whole organization, okay? Okay. I, I'm paying the bills. I'm Sidler. I'm just paying the bills. I need someone who's taking over the organization, who's going to, you know. I, I feel like Preller, I don't know if this is true or not. I just feel like Preller doesn't interact with the players. And I think that was probably, probably part of the problem with the trading deadline. They think they're getting Max Scherzer because fucking Ken Rosenthal is tweeting that shit out. And... They think they're trading Hosmer and the players don't want to trade Hosmer. I know everyone on Twitter wants to, but the players didn't want to. I think that didn't go well with the players because Preller doesn't know the vibe at all because I don't think he interacts with any of the players. I think he just basically is a scout. And that's kind of the problem. He doesn't know how to hire a manager. He doesn't know how to he knows how to make trades. I think he's about I still think he's about 60-40 on trades, you know, as far as good and bad. I know it hasn't looked as good compared to before, but I, I think some of these guys will bounce back with a better manager. And I just feel like he doesn't interact. I don't think he knew the vibe doesn't interact with the players, so he didn't know, you know, kind of how to handle situations. And I feel like the players are kind of like, after the trade deadline, we're like, well, he doesn't believe we can win, so we're fucked, and we don't really believe in Tingler, so the whole season got fucked. And if that's the case, then Preller needs to go too. And if I'm Seidler, if I could get Theo Epstein, preller has gone, 100%. And a guy on Twitter today was like, oh, the Padres aren't going to get Theo Epstein. He's going to cost like $7 million. Dude, I don't care if he costs $10 million a year. And Seidler don't give a fuck either. I, from what I'm told, Seidler has all kinds of money and is willing to spend. And I'm telling you right now, I would not be shocked if they got Theo Epstein. And it will change everything. Then Theo gets to bring in whatever manager he wants to bring in. And he ain't going to bring in a first-time manager. I'll tell you that right now. He would bring in a veteran manager. And you would go from there. It would be like this this upper management manager and GM can get us over the top. And I think that could be your off-season spending is getting Theo Epstein. Because if you go into the offseason, you you have given Preller everything. You got He got to pick two managers. Now, the first manager, all right. I mean, you got a shitty team. You were going through a total rebuild. You're not going to get a great manager. You're not, there's not going to be guys that want that job. That's like the Detroit Lions job, you know. There's no way people, a, a good head coach is going to say, yeah, I want the Detroit Lions job. The Padres – it was obvious they were going to go through a huge rebuild, tear it all down. No one's going to really want that job. So you get to Andy Green. Okay, it doesn't work. To me, that's not the biggest whiff. But you whiffed on, on Tingler. And if I'm Seidler, I'm looking at Preller going, look, I've given you – what is their payroll? Seven, eight? I've given you this huge payroll. You got to pick the manager, and we're not going to the playoffs this year? We didn't, we're not going to win 85-plus games? Now, I know you've had injuries. you had a lot of pitching injuries. and But still, this team should have made the playoffs. And another thing that pisses me off is we got a lot of guys on Twitter that just, everything is just Hosmer's fault. Like, just blame Hosmer. And it's really annoying. Like, every time the lineup's out, it's like, why is Hosmer in the lineup? And this and that. If we just got rid of Hosmer, just, I think lately, like, maybe like the last two weeks, people are like, are starting to realize it's not just Hosmer. Is Hosmer been terrible? Yeah, he has. Defensively, he's got awful. If they could get a DH and put him at DH next year, I think that'll help a lot. But people make it like as if, and I I think it's like personal bullshit because of politics, political bullshit. It's just so stupid. Like, it's, it's Hosmer, 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 Hosmer. He didn't make that play. He didn't do this. He sucks. He fucking sucks. Look at these guys' OPSs. Myers' OPS isn't that bad. It's at 784 as of prior to today's game. That's not that bad. But, I mean, he's making $20 million. You You would want it over 800 But he gets a lot of the most meaningless fucking home runs. You know? So, like, yeah, his OPS is... A little higher than the other guys that I'm about to mention, but I never see him get a clutch hit. And another thing that I see a lot of people rip on Hosmer for is they're like, Well, he's never changed, it's the same old shit. He hits the ball on the ground. I've seen him change his, his stance a few times. Um, you may not like, I don't, I don't like, you know, that he continues to hit the ball on the ground. I mean, he's not good. But I don't think he's as terrible as everyone makes him out to be. So I'm not trying to like defend him. i was just there's a lot more to this team in a bad way. It's not just Hosmer. But everyone on Twitter, I guess feels like if you just rip Hosmer you're going to get like 50 to 100 likes. And I don't know if they'd like jerking off to likes or or retweets or or feel good about it. I I I don't know. It's just stupid to me that Like, you got so many guys in their profile, DFA Hosmer. Okay, what's that going to do? Let's say he was DFA'd. What does that do? Like, you got a guy, you got, I'll go through the OPSs. Grisham has an OPS right now prior to today's game of 745. 745 for a guy that you would have, I would guess, easily should have an on base of 350, I figured he was going to hit 20, 25 home runs this year. I mean, he's got 14, and he you know, he kind of got hurt. and He got hurt at the beginning of the season. I felt like that kind of set him behind the eight ball. And then he doesn't play a lot. So, I mean, maybe he would have hit close to 20 if he had a different manager. But he just looks like he doesn't even want to be out there anymore. He's played good deal. Like, where's the spark? He gave us such a good spark last year. But he's got an OPS of 745. I don't see people ripping him. You got Pham, who's making $11 million. He's got an OPS of 720. I see people rip him here and there, but nothing like they rip Hosmer. Hosmer has an OPS of 741, which is pathetic. He has a slugging, I think it was like 390-something. I mean, that's pathetic. And then you got Nola who's got an OPS of 667. Now, he doesn't have that many at-bats. He got hurt and everything. But, I mean, if you're going to criticize one player, like every little detail, to me, that's just chicken shit. I don't care if you criticize players. Just spread it around for the guys that deserve it. Like Adam Frazier deserves to get criticized. Profar deserves to get criticized. (coughs) The guys I just named, Myers, Grisham, Fam, And then, like, well, Hosmer doesn't adjust. Has Fam adjusted on anything? Pham has the same stance I've seen. He can't hit the inside fastball. He has no bat speed. Fam's just talent. Just sucks. But Myers, we've been seeing Myers for how long? Six, seven years? Eight years? I don't know how long he's been here. Has he made any adjustment on a slider low and away? He does the same fucking swing. When there's a runner at third and less than two outs and Myers is up, do you honestly... Honestly, think that that runner's coming in. I have, if it's seven to zero, yeah, I think that runner's coming in. Myers will get a hit, make it eight zero, or make it seven to one, sure. But if it's three to two in the eighth, and we need that run, that runner's not coming in. First pitch slider, he swings at. Second pitch fastball up and in, he fouls it off. Next pitch slider low and away, he lays off. Next pitch slider low and away, he swings at and he strikes out. That's fucking Haas, or That's Myers. I don't see him get that much criticism. I don't get it. I don't get why you're just blaming one player. There's a shitload of those players that have fucking sucked this year. And a lot of them are making good money too. Myers is making 20 million. Um Profar makes 7 million. People are always like, just play ProFar over Hosmer. I'm like, dude, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, if you want to take out Hosmer in the seventh inning, eighth inning for defensive purposes, I'm fine with that. But Jesus, Profar can't hit either. And here's another guy that I don't see him getting any criticism. He's making $20 million this year in Darvish. Darvish has killed this team this year. He's absolutely ruined them in the second half. He has ERAs in the second half. In July, a 736 In August, 6.32. September, I I don't know. He's probably had two games. 9.95. He has gotten bombed in the second half this year. Absolutely bombed. He carried him in the first half. Because Snell, who... Darvish has an ERA, 4.32. He's making $20 million. I don't see anyone really criticizing the guy. I don't get it. Why don't you criticize him? Snell, first half, was god-awful. To me, he ruined most of the bullpen in the first half because he kept throwing four, five-inning games. If he went five innings, you're we like, oh, yeah. He's got an area of 4.2. He's completely changing it in the second half. Something was mentally wrong with Snell because in the first half, I was like, "He's," I was criticizing him because he, he wasn't going long in games. Um, But I feel like I share the criticism. I've, I'll criticize any player. I don't care. I don't say... Well, I like Tatis, I can't criticize him. Oh, I like Machado, I can't criticize him. I like those players too. I'm not going to criticize them on every little detail, but shit, dude, spread it around, dude. It ain't just, it's Hosmer, it's Hosmer. It's just so lazy, it's just dumb. Like, Darvish has fucked this team in the second half. He's gotten destroyed. You don't think them taking the stuff off the baseball... You can't put the shit on the baseball anymore. There's obviously a problem with that. Otherwise, he's hurt, and he's pitching hurt. I don't know. Snell looked like it was Mendel. Second half, Snell's been absolutely fantastic. I look forward to a good season for Snell next year. Darvish, I'm concerned. You go into next year, and I thought, oh my God, they're going to be so loaded pitching next year. Now I'm concerned. Paddock's got an elbow problem. If that elbow problem leads to Tommy John, uh, I mean, we're in trouble because Clevenger's coming off Tommy John, so who knows what you're going to get from him? Although it's it's about 18 months off the Tommy John, so he should be he should be ready to go opening day. Um, Snell, you feel comfortable with Snell, especially the way he's you know pitched in the second half this year. Darvish, you have no idea. I mean, are we going to get an ERA of five from Darvish next year? Six? Or are we going to get an ERA under three and a half? We get an under ERA under three and a half. I'll take that. Even though he's making twenty million, he should be under three two minimum. Should be in the high twos. It should be around two eight. You're going to make twenty million. Musgrove, you feel really good about him. I mean, I I would expect a contract extension for him. Lament, he probably ruined his career. He's probably a reliever now. Gore, Gore's another guy that kind of fucked this team. Like, when Weathers was getting bombed and struggling that much, Gore should have been there. That should have been, I'm not saying they should have brought him up, but he's had enough time in the minor leagues. He should have been up by now. So he kind of fucked him. Um, you know, don't just, uh, blaming just one guy in every single day, like, uh, the team's record is blah, 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 since Hosmer, had a speech with the team. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, what do you what do you want him to do? Not not talk to the team? I mean, d- does that make you like, I don't get it. Like, are you cool? Like, oh, uh, the team's fucking 12 and 29 since Hosmer did this. And fuck, the team sucks right now. And it goes all back to the, they need structure. They need structure. I think Theo Epstein would be the perfect guy. I mean, shit. He took... Two teams that had the longest curses in baseball and the Cubs and the Red Sox and got them to win World Series. I mean, shit, the guy could probably get fucking make the Lions a Super Bowl, you know, team. He's been so good. So give him wherever the fuck he wants. Get him in here. And if you don't get him in here, uh, at least Tingler has to go and get a veteran manager because this shit is just embarrassing. I mean, it's flat-out embarrassing. The Buster Olneys are going to kill us, and we deserve to get destroyed. We deserve to get destroyed as a fan base. We've talked a lot of shit, myself included. Um, it, it just went, it was going so good. At least we were going to, you felt like we're for sure making the playoffs. I mean, we were playing the Dodgers at the beginning of the season. I think we were 7-3 and three at one point against them. We swept them. I mean, we're right there. Right fucking there. And then all of a sudden, you get a couple injuries. Schedule kind of fucked you a little bit. But, I mean, you just, you didn't have, I, I think, something's wrong in the clubhouse. Something is really wrong in the clubhouse. That's on Preller. He's the general manager. He needs to figure that out. That's on Preller and the manager. To me, this is on Tingler. He wasn't qualified for the job. And when I say he wasn't qualified, I mean, I didn't know at the time. So, you know, this guy's like, oh, and your Periscope too. I'm like, my Periscope what? Go back and listen to it. I say exactly what I'm saying now. I did I never know on a manager. They can hire. I wanted Joe Madden, okay? That I remember saying that. Okay, he signs with the angels. Okay. But even if Joe Madden came, I did not even know how good of a manager he is because I didn't watch him every single time. I just wanted him because he's already taken a young team, you know like the Cubs, to win a World Series. I felt like you, you kind of wanted a guy who, you know, wasn't 100% old school. Bochi is pretty old school, but I would take him in a heartbeat. I was told that that most likely isn't going to happen, um, that they don't think Bochi would want to come back. But I don't know. Maybe Maybe he would. And if he would, then you go get his fucking ass, you know, you got to get a proven guy, you know, Buck Showalter. I don't care. I mean, Buck Showalter's taken some teams to the playoffs. You may say, well, Buck Showalter's kind of old, and he's this, and he's that. And everyone's like, oh, we got to get more analytics, more analytics. How do you even know how much analytics the team is doing? I, I never understand that. But we got so many, like, I don't know, computer guys that just want like, oh, the manager doesn't matter. The manager fucking matters, dude. It matters, you know. And this organization, it's embarrassing. Buster Holding is going to kill us. And usually I'm like ripping that guy. I, I can't rip him. So far, he's, he's technically been right. I mean, uh, this is embarrassing is what happened. that's an, It's absolutely embarrassing. It got off tracks and you didn't have the right manager to get it back on track. There's always going to be, you know, a part in the season that things don't go well or or you're kind of almost losing it. Well, you need someone who's going to demand the respect. And it's pretty obvious to me they don't respect this manager. Um, the only way I would bring Tingler back is if Tatis and Machado say, no, this is the guy, you know, we want him. Tatis, you know. I mean, you guys can rip Hosmer all you want, but I mean, Hosmer's been through it. Like, you know, Fam's gone, so and that's another guy. Like, I can't believe how bad Fam is. Like, when they got Fam, I was like, hell yeah, dude, fuck yeah. I mean, he's gonna give them a spark. He's gonna be a leader. He's, you know, I don't know if he's won a World Series. I, I don't know if he's on the, but he's been in the playoffs. Tampa Bay, the Cardinals. I think he was on a Cardinals team that won the World Series. But I mean, if he had or hadn't. He has been like a baller. And he comes here and he, he just fucking sucks. And he kind of bitches. Like, he he just, he's got a bad attitude, it seems like. And you're just kind of like, dude, you could act like a badass if you're fucking producing and go the way, like, what he did to Kim and shit. I was just kind of like, dude, like, you ain't, I don't know, you're not that. Like, but, like, if, let's say, let's say Fam was, Let's say Fam was balling, or not even balling, but was coming back. And I mean, he's a veteran. Um, Hosmer's a veteran. Machado is a veteran. If those three guys came back to Pro and were like, "No, Tingler's good. I want. Uh, we should bring him back." And if Tatis was like, "Yeah, I like him. Bring him back," then I would say, "Yeah, bring Tingler back." But I highly doubt that Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, and whoever you want to like a veteran. I highly doubt any of those guys are going to come to Pro and be like, yeah, I, I, I assume that they're going to be like, get some, get his ass out of here and let's get somebody else. I mean, I just, I can't believe it came off the tracks this much. I mean, I thought for sure you're going to make the playoffs. Like for sure. I was like, at one point I was just like, all right, whatever. We're going to be the, you know, second wildcard team, not going to get them and, at least we'll have Darvish or... It was like we're going to have Darvish in a playoff game for the wild card game. I wouldn't throw... I would throw fucking maybe Jake Arrieta before I throw Darvish right now. I'd throw Paddock over him. Paddock will have a breakout season, by the way, next year, as long as he's... Because he's going to throw his curveball more. And that's another thing is... I mean, the Rothschild, uh, that's, another, that's another thing on Preller. Rothschild, he's been terrible. Pitching... To me, its I know the numbers don't look like it, but the, the pitching looks different since Rothschild's left. I mean, definitely for Snell. Um, Paddock looks better. Musgrove has gone longer in games. Um, so I could see a new pitching coach being better, and, and they go from there. But, I mean, I think it's time for Theo, fellas. If you could get Theo, get Theo. All right, then, to the next time. Later.